Hello everybody and welcome to our brand new home, The Smart Marks Show, formerly The Smart Marks Reviews of the Take the Studios podcast family. Thank you for tuning in and today we will be going over a lot of stuff we've missed uh, in between changing homes. Uh, Evolution, we have Crown Jewel, we have Survivor Series, so basically an all-woman's pay-per-view, an all-men's pay-per-view, and a Raw vs. SmackDown pay-per-view, and a lot of weird stuff on regular TV in between. Thank you for tuning in to us. My name is Spencer. My name is Glenn. And let's jump into it. And I'll do my best to try to not punch you in the face, but I won't make any promises either. Um, so we'll go back to the end of October, about a month ago, Evolution. Um, a lot of really cool matches on this card. I argue what should have been the main event, what shouldn't have been the main event, but my match of the year is actually on this card. Let's just run through it real quick. We had Mickey James and Alicia Fox versus Lita and Trish. Originally supposed to be Mickey James and Alexa Bliss, which would have been cool. And even originally before that, it was supposed to be Mickey James versus Lita and Trish versus Alexa in different singles matches. Now, were they combined to try to protect Alexa if Alexa was able to wrestle? Were they combined for time? We don't really know, but it looks more like that the, the matches were turned into tag team matches to protect Alexa. Um, unfortunately, she didn't get to participate, so she was the, uh, I guess you'd say the manager of the Mickey James Lucia Fox team versus Trish Stratus. Uh, really cool to see Trish and Lita in the ring, and they didn't miss a step. Actually, they carried this match. Um, we get to see the, 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 the normal thing. We, from Trish, we get to see her Matrix move, the chick kick. We get to see from Lita, Hurricane Rana, Poetry in Motion, Twist of Fate, Moonsault. We get to see all the greatest hits, the, the Stratus faction by um, Trish Stratus. And then, uh, of course, um, Lita and Trish got the win. The Nostalgia Act got the win over a really lackluster team. Alicia Fox and Mickey James, you could tell that they kind of had to rush this all together, and really, Alicia isn't their strongest wrestler. Probably the weakest wrestler on the Raw roster. I'd put her below Dana Brooke. Yeah. On the on the on the strength scale. Um, overall, the match was really neat. Of course, we're trying to go over these reviews as quickly as possible. Normally, we are a little more detailed, but we're catching up on a couple of months worth of build up almost once we head into our predictions for TLC. So, um, sorry for the rush job that you're usually not used to, but uh, I'm going to jump into Lita and Trish, the winners. I gave this match a 4 out of 5. Yeah, oh yeah. I gave this match a 5 star. Um, I just, oh. I love the match. I, I agree with you. Mickey James and Alicia Fox need to um, go wrestle for the old, old folks wrestling alliance or something because they're just not... And Mickey can be good, and in this match I think she was good, but Alicia was so bad it brought it down, especially when Lita and Trish looked so great. They're using her in the wrong spot. They they don't they need to break her away from Bliss and from Alicia Fox. Yeah. Bring Mickey back to what Mickey used to do back in the day. But seeing Lita and Trish, they were hitting on all cylinders. It didn't look like either one of them got winded at all during no. this match. They were on point and it was freaking amazing. Yep, um, it was a really, really neat match and a cool finish. Next match on the card was a 20-woman battle royal. Just very quickly, that match was amazing, uh, but Nia Jax won the match. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Let me do that. The next match was a 20-woman battle royal, uh, which was an amazing match. Nia Jax won, and, and they were going with this whole, you know, Good guy angle at the end, and then very quickly she turned to a bad guy on Raw, and I don't 
really get it. And she's not a good wrestler. She's not coordinated. She's not a lifelong wrestling fan, which I don't hold against anybody. But she's also not that kind of athlete in that body. When she was athletic, she was a skinny girl, a basketball player. And when you put on that much weight, you don't have the same control over your body. And she doesn't come off when she moves. Like, she has full control of her body. Um, and, and it's unfortunate that it just so happens to be a bigger girl, but there are plenty of bigger girls that could control their body because they were, that's just, that was their body the whole life. Uh, awesome Kong, she was a really good wrestler. She handled girls and was pr- protected the girls really well in TNA in the brief since she had his karma in WWE. And she was really good, but she, that was also her body for most of her life. Tamina Snuka, big girl, most of her life, and she controlled it really well. Uh, it's it's just the way it is. It's the same way if a girl got really skinny to be a pro wrestler and then all of a sudden she couldn't control like the toughness or know what to do with her body. Like it, it, that's just the way it is with massive weight changes. We've seen it in a lot of wrestlers, not just female. Uh, Yokozuna, when he put on so much more weight, he was dangerous and a liability in the ring. Yeah, She's kind of the, the Yokozuna of the women's division. She's a, she is a a liability in the ring. As we'll talk about in a little bit. But she won, so she technically gets to face Ronda Rousey at TLC. Uh, the next match was the finals to the May Young Classic 2. Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. Oh man, what a good match. What a great match. Tons of really cool wicked counters. A lot of high-flying stuff. Um, Io had a lot of agility. She did a lot of really neat moves. Storm, at one point, hit a clothesline from hell, and it looked massive. Then she hit her Tiger Driver finish, and that looked massive. Io pulled out a 619 out of nowhere. That was really cool. Uh, oh, my God. So it was it was a great match. Um, there was a moonsault by Io, but Storm lifts her knees and then hit the, um, I think it's called the Storm Zero mm-hmm. for the finish. And it was just, it was a really great match all around. I'm leaving out a lot of stuff, but we're rushing through it. The winner was Tony Storm. I give this match a 5 out of 5. It was great. This was a 5-star match. Uh, I was impressed by both ladies. I'm an EO fan. Um, I, I thought both of them did a great job. Uh, my head hurt watching some of those moves. Yep. She took that big bump on the apron. It was like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. And I, the 619 was cool to see, but these two ladies, keep your, keep your eyes on them. They're going to be... Top tier people soon, sooner oh, or later. Yeah. Yep, and then uh, after that match, we had Riot Squad versus Sasha Bailey and Natalia. Uh, I thought it, it was great teamwork both ways, which is odd because of Sasha Bailey get thrown in there with Natalia, who I think is one of the the weaker workers on um, in the women's division. Uh, she knows a lot. She's just not very entertaining to watch. Um, uh, early on with Liv, totally annoying Natalia. I loved it. I love the Riot Squad's gimmick, and I love how how they all act as heels. Um, they hit the heart. Of course, Natalia helped hit a heart foundation at one point. Um, at one point, Bailey went for one of those drop kick through the ropes, like from running on the outside. And it was like the second time she went for it. Sarah Logan knew she was going for it. So Logan kicked her from inside the ring, a drop kick that looked like it could have really damaged some ribs. Um, at one point, Sasha, for a good portion of the match, was just taking a beating. And part of me was like, you deserve it. You injured Paige forever. You deserve it. Um, but anyway, it was a rough beating. Like the the right squad, they're rough girls. 
Um, Natalia hit a double sharpshooter at one point towards the end, and then she power bombed lived. Bailey tagged for an elbow, then Sasha tagged for a frog splash, and they all hit a neat finish at the end for the win. Sasha Bailey and Natalia won, and I gave that match a 4.5 out of 5 because it was just pure entertainment. Yeah, I gave it a 4. I really enjoyed it. I, I got to agree with you, Natalia. Um, you know, she, her dad was the same way, not to speak ill about the dead. He was a tag team wrestler, mostly. He, yeah, and that's what I think she would thrive in. She's not a, uh, you know... Yeah, she's entertaining to a point, but once you get to that point, it's like, what? Why are you here? What are you? If only they had some women tag team titles that they could have debuted at Evolution. Hello. Shock. Um, what did you give the match rating wise? Four. Okay, four. Okay, still going strong uh, on this pay per view. Uh, the next match was NXT Women's Championship match. Oh. The uh, um, of course, Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler. I loved this match. It was so good. Um, it was it was incredible. Uh, I, I love Kyrie's gimmick, um, Kyrie Sane's pirate gimmick. It's very off putting, I guess, if you think about it in the wrestling world. Like it's such a weird, like gimmicky gimmick. But she plays it off like, yeah, she's just kind of cosplaying. She's not playing it off like she thinks she just stepped off of a pirate. When you see her in the ring and she does her little salute thing, it makes me think of. Capcom video games like Darkstalkers. Yeah. Uh, she comes out, you know, they do that funny salute and then the fight starts. This is, it's really awesome to watch her do her thing. She's very Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> there was very fast exchanges earlier. Uh, Baszler took control and, and started getting those knees and those wrench gut suplexes and stuff because Baszler's so strong. Um, uh, Hard strikes from both girls throughout the match. Kyrie Sane hit one of my favorite spears I've ever seen hit by anybody in this match, which is crazy because women usually don't get to hit really good spears. They just don't get to follow through with it. Um, at one point, Shayna was arm hanging to Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie. Kyrie Sane at one point hit a huge crossbody and then threw Baszler into the crowd, and that's when Jessamine and Schaefer started interfering. Um, and it was... It was such a crazy thing because uh, you had Dakota Kai come out to help um, fight off uh, Jessamine and, and, and Schaefer. And they really, I guess they haven't really focused on a lot of girls in groups in NXT. They're always singles. But now we have the formation of a real strong stable in, in, in NXT with the women with the three of the four horsewomen. Yeah. The 75% horsewomen. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to call them. But were, uh, after that, Shayna Baszler did get the Karafuda clutch and choked out Kyrie, And she beat the champ and became the first ever two-time NXT Women's Champion. Shayna Baszler, that was great. That was a great match. I give it a 5 out of 5. And I, I really do think that this is going to bring a new great heel women's stabler, stable. This this is a five-star match all the way. And I, yeah, I agree with you. I think WWE needs to take notice of what these women are doing and you're seeing these little factions start to pop up and I think yeah. they need to capitalize on that. Bring in a tag title. Yes, at least one. Yeah, if you want to put it on Raw, put it on Raw. I, I don't care. But the, um, Or flowing champs. Yeah, let, just let them float all between the three. I, 
Do you remember when the brand split first ever happened? Shows didn't have their own champions. The champions defended on both shows. Yes. They, they floated. Uh, and, and it wasn't until a few months later they were like, man, this is really wearing us out. Let's uh, And it's really making one show irrelevant one month, one show relevant the next month because of the storyline and beats and how they worked. And uh, then they decided let's make champions for both shows. That's when they brought back the WCW title. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, they could do the same thing with the women's cha- uh, tag team championship until they found a way to make room for it, have a flowing champion back and forth. And because right now it's normal for women's tag teams not to matter, it really wouldn't hurt it. It would actually just improve it to was like, why are these people sticking together? Why aren't they both going singles routes? Because there's gold opportunity together. Because you could say the same thing about a lot of tag teams. Why are Sheamus and Cesaro sticking together? Because there's gold opportunity together. Why do the New Day stick together? They blatantly said it. Because they're a team and they want to stay a team and they want to be tag team champions. The women don't have a reason to stay together. They only have reasons to backstab and turn and become singles wrestlers with a women's tag team title. That would change how they write women forever. Yep. If they if they want to go on this trend of all woman pay per view, uh, woman's TLC, women's for Survivor Series. All right. The next step is let's get a tag division for the women and showcase these these ladies because they've proved time and time again you put the right two chicks together and there's going to be one hell of a fight. Well, also there was. The, speaking of tag teams, a, a match between two women I would have picked to be my tag team champions for women. Becky Lynch, Ooh. the Irish last kicker versus Charlotte Flair, the man, essentially. Because um, her father, not not a discouraging moment uh, word against women. Um, but the fast-paced early match, it was so good. Um, Charlotte, early on, did her dad's top rope spot, and that, that made me pop. I was like... That is hilarious because she never really does it, but Rick did it every damn match. There goes Rick Flair to the top rope. I've never seen him hit a move from the top rope. I'm not sure if he hit moves from the top rope in the early 70s when I didn't watch him, but I started watching Rick Flair's all of his stuff from about the mid 80s on. Not like live, obviously. I did on YouTube. I wasn't born yet. But like Rick and Steamboat, Rick and Sting, and all these oh. great feuds he had, and I never saw him hit it. Charlotte did the same thing. And I hope that continues. I hope she never hits anything when she goes up like that. Slow, front-facing. When she's got her back to you, you know it's a moonsault. But if she's front-facing, I hope it's always going to get flipped. Always going to get flipped. That's just me. But right after that, something crazy happened. Kendo sticks entered the ring. ECW chairs entered (laughs) the ring. Becky started uh, uh, hitting Charlotte with chair shots. And then Charlotte slammed her on top of the pile of chairs. And Becky's neck dropped on those chairs. And it looked gross. It looked rough. Um, the tables got set up, but um, Becky instead uh, knocked Charlotte onto the chairs. So the table sat there and you kind of wondered, oh, what's going to happen about the whatever. Um, at one point, Charlotte uh, moonsawed onto Becky onto the table, but it didn't break. Then she got back up and sent on flipped onto the table. Then it broke. Uh, Charlotte then got a ladder. Great. But then Becky Beck slammed her onto the ladder. Great-er. Like, they just kept bringing out weapons and weapons and weapons. Charlotte trapping Becky's knees in the ladder and started stomping on them. Uh, Charlotte used the figure eight through the ladder, but Becky Lynch broke it up with a chair. It was great. Uh, Charlotte uh, was, uh, rushing on, um, 
like really destroying Becky's uh, um, chest with those chops. And Becky must have really tough skin because Charlotte used the same chops on Ronda and it started cutting her open. Kind of like Daniel Bryan, what happens to him. Some people it just doesn't cut open, but they still look like they hurt. Um, at one point, Becky climbed the ladder on the outside, did a leg drop through the announcer table uh, on the outside. That was, uh And then Becky just started burying Charlotte with everything. Yeah. I saw Roman do this a few years ago against Big Show, where he just piled everything on Big Show so Big Show couldn't get up. And I thought they were doing that with Charlotte, but then Charlotte got up, and she went up and used a kendo stick as punishment. Then she went up for a moonsault, and Becky got her and powerbombed her through a table on the outside. Charlotte almost made it up, but she couldn't quite get up within the 10 count, and Becky Lynch won, and that was my match of the year, and it was so good. So it's such a good match, Glenn. What did you think of it? Did it, I miss anything? No, it's it's it, it is sad that it took this long to bring this out of Becky. She's yeah, the always bad had guy, that good guy gimmick. Yeah, yeah, she's always had that potential. Yeah, but it, it's like okay, they let the dog free, and holy hell, these two ladies beat the crap out of each other, and it was the best, in my opinion. The best females championship match I have ever I watched. I agree. Ever. Mm-hmm. And and they put more effort in this match than I think any man's put into any match this year. Yes. I think they all need to take note and step up. Uh, and it's not a thing. It's they have more opportunities. They get they have more more freedom to do these kind of things, and they're not stepping up. And that's probably the biggest problem. Um, now, Becky Lynch's, my favorite match of hers was Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks in NXT for the NXT Women's Championship. Becky Lynch lost that match. That was my favorite Becky Lynch match through this one. This one finally topped it. And I'm like, wow, her whole, I didn't think about it until you just said it. Her whole WWE career, they haven't brought this fire, this attitude, and this match strength out of her until now. And for someone that wrestles like a female Taz, she should be dominating people because that's who she reminds me of is Taz. Exactly. She all of her promos, she talks this talk about how you know she's the last kicker and she's going to do this and this. Finally, they took the bridle off and said go, and boy did she went. And I'm, you know, there's been many many great female champs, but I, honestly, there's never been a females championship match of this caliber. Ever in female wrestling, and it should have been the main event. And these these agents and Vince and everyone, they know when they're making the card, or they're putting them out there because you don't have to have the card advertised in order. They know when they see the match set up, what should have been stronger. They knew everything that was going to happen in this match, but they didn't put this on last. This is a five star match. Unfortunately, the next match is not a five star. It's not a bad match, but wow, how do you follow that? Well, you don't. <laughs> well, you don't. And Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella sure didn't know how to. But we're going to go over it anyway, even though we should have just stopped there. We should have stopped watching the event right there after Charlotte and Becky. I love Ronda Rousey, but dang. All right, Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella with Brie Bella. Ronda just kind of schooled Nikki for a long time. In the, in the early on, Nikki used the outside of the ring and Brie to get the upper hand. Tons of that throughout the match. Um, at one point, Nikki Bella did get a really cool-looking abdomen stretch. Um, and then Nikki at one point did try to do a superplex to Ronda, but um, reversed uh, Ronda reversed it into a crossbody, landed on her. That was a really neat spot for, especially for a rookie to all of wrestling like Ronda. Um, she picked up Nikki at one point. Ronda did then added Bree to the stack because she's really strong and that's what she does. Um, 
Uh, and then after she slams them, uh, arm drags galore. She arm dragged Nikki Bella till Nikki Bella's arm ripped off. Uh, or until Nikki hit that Alabama slam yeah. and kind of leveled Ronda Rousey a little bit. And then at one point, uh, at the end of the match, Ronda brought Nikki down to an arm bar from the top rope after Nikki was setting up for something. Who knows what? Uh, Ric Flair spot, maybe. And then uh, Ronda Rousey got the tap, and Ronda Rousey won, and that was our main event. And I gave that match a 3 out of 5. That was actually my lowest rated match of the night. You know, yeah. no offense to to the match itself, but I I don't know how to separate it from the from what should have been the main event. I don't know how to just look at this match in a in a nutshell and say, oh yeah, that's about a four out of five. I'm like, well, no, because I just watched it after Becky and Charlotte tore the house down. When you follow up a match like Becky and Charlotte had, which, in my opinion, it wasn't WrestleMania, but that was that damn WrestleMania moment. That was that that that's better than any match we would ever get at Mania, hands down. And to follow it up with Ronda and Nikki Bella, yeah, it you could tell the fans were checked out. I mean, well, Nikki's the ultimate diva, and Ronda's a rookie. Yeah, Charlotte's a legacy, and Becky is the girl that's been fighting through everything to get to this moment since she was in her mid-teens. Like Becky has been wrestling longer than anyone since Paige isn't wrestling anymore. Like from a younger age, Paige obviously beats everyone else out. But like that's it's crazy that they would follow it up with the 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 truly entitled group. Yep, yep. And it's sad. It's sad. Well, I, I gave this a three as well. I just you know honestly, I watched a little bit of it. Got up, fixed me something to drink. <laughs> went to the bathroom. Oh hey, okay, they won. Good, good. So, so um, I didn't let it affect really negatively affect my view on the pay per view as a, as a whole. Like even with that bad main event, I'm going to give the pay per view a five out of five because I understand why they put the two mainstream stars in the main event. I get that, and it wasn't a bad match. It was just a bad match to follow the best match. Yeah. yeah. Possibly of all women's wrestling ever. It's 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 so unfortunate because I'll never be able to separate their main event from the best match in women's wrestling. I'm going to repeat that. Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch, last woman standing at Evolution, was the best woman's match ever. Yep. And I'm going to give the event 5 out of 5. I think it's their best pay-per-view of the year. I agree with you. This has been a, you know, the men do their thing, and the women now they've got their all-women pay-per-view. And I'm not looking at it like that. I'm looking at oh, no, a no, no, WWE no. pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm looking at my entertainment value. This pay-per-view has blown everything out of the water, including WrestleMania. And Mania had some really good matches yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. But to see those two ladies pull off what they did, it's like trying to follow the Rock-Austin match at WrestleMania 18. You had to end the show there. There you. Why would you? Do, I mean, they could have ended it with them two standing in the ring, bloody and beaten, and I'd have been happy. This might have been my favorite pay per view since WrestleMania 17. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This may have been my favorite pay per view since WrestleMania 17, which I always regard it as my favorite wrestling pay-per-view of all time. Rock Austin, TLC2, um, Benoit, Angle. Um, you just had a lot of good stuff. in that. In that, in that but, wow. Uh, yeah, I was just not thinking about it. Yeah, Evolution, man. Maybe my favorite pay-per-view since the Attitude Era? Like, that's crazy to think. 
And, and all women's favor, you did that. There really wasn't a, like you, like you said, there really wasn't a bad match at Evolution. It was just poorly slotted. Yes, there was one poorly slotted m- match, and that sucks. But damned, they didn't do much better than the all-men pay-per-view, the crown jewel. I hate you. I hate you. Let's oh. go ahead and jump to that real quick, because this is going to be a real quick wrap-up, because all of these competitors gave no effort, almost. They were very, very... They would be bad matches on Raw or SmackDown, much less a big spectacle like this that basically cost you your moral, your moral soul. Because um, there was a lot of bullshit that surrounded Crown Jewel and them going over there after they just killed uh, a reporter and... Oh, okay. So let's jump into this. Uh, World Cup Round 1. Ray beat uh, Randy Orton with a roll-up in a match that no one wanted to be in. And Randy Orton was like, all right, I guess I get to go home. This is really neat. Uh, another Round 1 match. Miz beat Jeff Hardy because Jeff Hardy was like, I'd rather be high than be in Saudi Arabia. Um, round 1 match. Seth versus uh, beat Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's like, man, I really wanted to come back over here. I left the military for a reason. Uh, Dolph Ziggler beat Kurt Angle in a bullshit match. Like, it was looking pretty good, and that Kurt was really making that match good. Kurt is the only one that put an effort, but that's because he has such little chance to get to wrestle. Like, the other guys are all full-time wrestlers. Maybe Randy Orton's just TV, but Kurt Angle never gets to wrestle, so he was really putting his, putting his all in there. Yep. Um, then you had, uh, the... Round two, Miz beat Rey Mysterio in a, a, all right, whatever. Sure, we want Miz in the best in the world for SmackDown. And then Dolph Ziggler beat Seth Rollins, and I was like, I, I guess that's fine, whatever. Uh, I really wanted it to be Kurt on the Raw side. And then we had AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Pretty neat match. They didn't put in as much effort as, as you would think um, from them two, but they still more effort than anything else in the the crown crown jewel matches, uh, but you could tell that they were just trying to come up with something really quick. That they were never, they probably didn't think they'd ever wrestle each other again, yeah. and because uh, they their feud lasted so long, so many different events, and you just had AJ Styles beat Daniel Bryan to defend his title uh, in a match against Bryan since Bryan wouldn't go to the crown jewel event. Just like Cena was replaced by Bobby Lashley, I believe. Yep. So they replaced him with. Um, which, you know, kind of screwed up their plans, I'm sure. I'm, I would have loved Randy Orton versus John Cena for Best in the World. I would have loved that match, but whatever. You move on, AJ beat Smojo. Good match. Solid. It's better than what we would have deserved on SmackDown, but I've, it's probably their weakest match they've ever had together in their entire careers, counting TNA. Then we had Lesnar beating Braun via pin screw job after Baron Corbin hit Braun Strowman in the back of the head with the title and Brock Lesnar F5'd him like five or six times. Uh, then we had the World Cup Finals. The Miz got hurt somehow, so Shane jumped in to beat Dolph Ziggler for the cup, and he had like a really cool spot where he hit the coast to coast, which I'm always for watching the coast to coast. But what a weird thing to do! It's a very Vince move, and the way he celebrated, Shane celebrated when he won, carrying the title around, the best in the world, and he started like screaming it. It's like they can't understand what you're saying, and you sound just like your father. So at that moment, I thought they were making Shane a heel, and I'm like, that's not going to go over too well because people may get to the point where they don't want to cheer him if you make him heel, but he'll never be the heel like Vince to where they want to boo him. Yep. Like that worked when he was the rich kid, but when he came back to wrestling, everyone had respect for him on a personal level for leaving, letting all his stock go, saying if you're going to give this t- ch- this 
give this company to my sister, I will leave and I'll make my own name for myself because I thought I earned my right to have half this company because we all know what the hell was going on. Yeah. And so we all like Shane on a personal level, but if you give us a reason to hate his character on screen, we're not going to boo him. We're just not going to cheer him because it's like, yeah, we get it. You like to be cheered. You're not like your dad, but this is, you're not writing this, so whatever. Um, but anyway, I think that's a stupid move. I, I like it now because it's bled into Shane and Miz becoming uh odd couple. And it's like, we're co-best in the world. You can't beat us. Like, Miz is always getting them into shenanigans now on SmackDown. <laughs> and it's it's actually kind of entertaining, I guess, if they have nothing else for the Miz. But then the main event of the Crown Jewel, a match that I believe, not to sound nationalist or anything, I believed an American... Uh, hard-working audience deserve to see this match. Not both Australia for some tourist ad or Saudi Arabia for some weird propaganda video. It was DX defeating the Brothers of Destruction. Last time ever. Last yeah. time ever in the ring. Um, all four of them. Uh, Taker may never wrestle again. Sean won't trip. May wrestle again a couple of times, but with his injury, who knows? Kane, we know, won't wrestle again. So that's unfortunate. That he may show up on TV, but we'll never see him between the ropes. Yeah, well, just he's he's a he's he's got a lot of responsibility now. He could move up in politics. He could get reelected. That's eight years right there, just getting reelected as the mayor of Knox County, and that makes him sixty years old by the time he could come back. That's too old. Sorry. I think he's laid everything out. All four of those guys have put everything on the line for yeah. us over the years. And this match, I agree with you 100%. This should have been done here in the States and not over there. Yep. There would have been more butts in the seats, and they would have made a hell of a lot more money had they done it here in the States. Yep. Put Do it in New York. Do it at MSG. Oh, MSG, yes. That would have sold out faster than any other event that WWE can ever put together. This is almost as bad as when they had Matt Hardy's last five matches be house show losses to the B team non-televised. Yeah. Matt Hardy. Matt He deserved Hardy? better than that. Yeah. The Dudleys did too. Vince doesn't know how to treat people going out the door. He just doesn't. That's just the way it is. Like Very few people get treated well under him. I think Andre was the only one that Vince did right by and that was because of his medical issues but yeah yeah Ugh. he hasn't treated anyone well going out the door um so going from a um, uh, women's Fair review to an all men's Fair review that crown jewel i didn't rank the matches because i thought they were none of them were really worthy of being ranked i i did give uh the kurt versus uh dolph match a, a three and i gave the aj versus samoa joe match a three all the other ones, I gave a one or two, so I decided not to rank the whole things. I think that whole pay-per-view is a wash. If I had to give it a rating, I'd give it a one out of five. Like, it's not a good pay-per-view, and I think we should move on from it. Well, you got anything left to say about Crown No, Jewel? I have to. I have to I, I, it's just sad Disappointing. that they have this massive pay-per-view of Evolution, and they follow it up with this uh, really bad mojo-ridden pay-per-view. I mean, you get you got the tragic death of that reporter, and, oh, well, we may not go, we may go, Cena's not going to be there, Daniel Bryan's not going to be there, and they made a little bit of chicken salad out of the chicken crap that they had, but it didn't gel together very yeah. well. And the one match that we deserve to see here in the States, yeah, 
where the WWE is built and operated out yeah. of, yeah, built off the backs of the of the people from the United States that pay for their like they don't even pay for the uh, network over there. Like the whole Indian push with Jinder Mahal, all the pay per views over there are free. Yeah, there is no network over there, and that I think they'll do a lot of things overseas that are dumb, especially when it's like push something overseas, push it to Japan. They're not needing an ad for tourism. They just want to see wrestling. Yep. So if they appreciate wrestling, go. England, they appreciate wrestling, go. But don't go to Saudi Arabia anymore. Enough Australia is not going to do anything for you and you're doing an ad for them. Just don't go over there either, to be fair. It's me, Austin! It's me, Austin! It was me all along, Austin! Um... But now we're going to jump into something more recent, Survivor Series. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, pay-per-view, it, of course, it leads in the TLC, which we're going to get to the TLC predictions after we go over our Survivor Series stuff. And again, we'll try to go through it as quickly as possible since we're covering three pay-per-views and a preview of one pay-per-view. So, let's start with the women. Actually, Glenn, the pre-show, the tag team pre-show. The Usos got the win for SmackDown. However, on the official record, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. That pisses me off because this match was awesome. This match was... The tag team one? Yeah, this... I watched that one. I was I was like, oh, tag teams are on pre-show? I'm going to watch that because it's the New Day. It's it's the Revival. It's Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. You got the Ascension in there, which we'll do in the B team. I mean, these guys, this was an awesome match. I, I enjoyed it. SmackDown got the win, but they didn't get the credit for it, which pissed me off, but... Overall, I thought these guys did a really good job in the ring for what they had to do, and the Usos just, they brought it. I thought the, the match did a hell of a lot for the Revival, which has kind of been ignored for a while, and it's like, well, the Revival was the last remaining team for Raw, and they should have been touting that shit on Raw, but they didn't. You know why? Because they ignored the fact that the tag team things even happened, except for when they got to SmackDown, Xavier Woods wore a shirt that said 6-1, and one, and he even cut a promo and said, we're the one in 6-1. and one. And <laughs> like it was like, all right, yeah, screw you guys. Man, the tag teams matter. This is, uh, I already feel as a fan, like tag teams don't matter to the WWE. Like, sometimes, like, especially with something like Cesaro and Sheamus, I do love them as a team, but they were forced as a team together because they were two heavyweight contenders and never wanted to put the strap on. Yep. And, um, they, they were put together and they, luckily they worked out, but they were also forced into being tag champs too much. So, as much as I like them now, I did not like them when they were raw tag champs in the early goings. Yep. Anyway. We'll jump to the regular show. The ones that the WWE says are canon, because apparently the pre-shows aren't canon. Women first. Uh, we had Asuka, Manny Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, and Naomi representing SmackDown after they had a hellacious invasion of the, of the Raw Women's Locker, which resulted in Nia Jax breaking Becky Lynch's uh, face and giving her a concussion and costing us a great match between Becky and Ronda that could have been an even more epic uh uh, follow up to the evolution of review, um, and especially get a taste of what Rana can do because Rana hasn't had the best talent to work with on Raw. Like Alexa's better character, Nia's not a very good athlete. She just Nikki Bella's a diva, so she doesn't have the strength. Like until she fights Sasha Banks or Bailey, she doesn't have to go up against actual pro wrestlers. She's going up against sports entertainers. Yep. Um, Becky Lynch would have been her first uh, uh, pro wrestler. Luckily. Charlotte filled in, but unfortunately, that took star power away from the SmackDown um, tag uh, SmackDown group. The five uh, when you take Charlotte away and replace her with uh, Mandy Rose, sorry, that doesn't equate. 
Sorry. Yeah. I love Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville as a tag team, and really they would be in contention for a women's tag team if I if I had made a tag team title. Like totally. Yeah, because they're a great group. I loved Absolution with Paige, but uh, yeah, without Charlotte, they don't look as strong, especially because they don't know how to handle Oscar properly. Uh, but they took on the Raw team, which had Bailey, Sasha Banks, Nia, Botcher, Jax, Tamina Snooker, and Mickey James. And damn, if Tamina or uh, Nia didn't get some damn booze. For, oh uh, yeah. Damn WWE dump truck. Um, but I'm going to run through the match real quick in the eliminations. Uh, Tamina super kicked uh, Naomi to eliminate her. Carmella rolled up Na- uh, Tamina to get an elimination. Good good job without a da- dance break, but she did do a dance break in the in the match. She always does. Actually, in the Evolution pay-per-view, I loved her dance break with Ivory. Yeah. That was neat. It was like a callback to the, um, what was it, Tierra Ferrari? or uh, Glow. The Ladies yeah, of Glow. Yeah, yeah Ladies of Glow. Um, anyway, back to this pay-per-view. Uh, Rose, at one point, uh, Mandy Rose got really good shots in on Nia, and I love it when Nia gets hit. Uh, Mandy Rose eliminated Mickie James after Sonya speared her and dominated her, but Mandy Rose tagged herself in to get that pin. I was like, what the hell are they trying to do? Please don't split them up yet. Not before there's belts to put on both of them. Um, Bailey, at one point, Bailey to bellied. Um, Bailey to bellied. Uh, Carmella to eliminate her. Mandy Rose uh, tapped to the bank statement, to um, the bank hug bank connection, whatever their stupid name is. They both got an elimination. There was, um, there was a great back and forth between Sonya Deville, Sonya Deville and Bailey. I think Bailey's a great wrestler, though. She can usually go toe-to-toe with anybody. Mandy Rose, or no, um, she had already been eliminated. Uh, Nia Jax at one point got her head smashed by Asuka uh, on the post on the outside. Damn good. I wrote that. Nia gets head smashed by Oscar on post outside. Good. That's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> uh, Bailey and, and Sonya, they both got double counted out. Count out. And I was like, that's stupid. But I get it if you need to like keep the flow of the match going with a certain number. Oscar versus Sasha was really neat to watch. There was great Germans by Oscar, then a hip attack on the outside to Banks. Uh, then Nia pushed Banks off the top rope into the Oscar lock. Oscar made her tap. Then Nia came in there and cleaned up with leg drops and won as the sole survivor of Raw, which was garbage. Garbage. The match itself was actually pretty good. Uh, it's a it's a Survivor Series match. They lost Charlotte Flair. I gave it a 3 out of 5. I gave it a 3 as well. Uh, honestly, when this match started, I was expecting everybody to chip in and eliminate Nia right off the gate. Oh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, like they did in the Royal Rumbles. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah, you take the biggest person out, and, and that's 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 how you do it. But sadly, we didn't see that. Um, uh, Bailey is awesome. But, hey, there's a lot of power that comes in them small packages, and she, she knows how anybody can do the Macho Man elbow yeah. as perfectly as she can. I got to give her props. I, the match was okay. I gave it a three. I, it, it, Survivor Series style matches are never really that great, though. Yeah. There's so yeah. much turmoil, and people have to get eliminated with such ease. Like, it's it, really, with such ease. Like, a kick, then you get pinned. In a normal match, that would never happen. You'd kick out. But yep. you have to suspend belief for these dumb Survivor Series style matches. I really wish they would do less of them. Yeah. I really wish they would do less of them. 
Um, but whatever, I guess it's a tradition, so they can't break it. Whatever. Move on to the next pay-per-view, I guess. But these matches that's next, like the one next, are really treat. They're treats, because you get guys from different shows that have kind of been locked to different shows. They are the identity of their shows, and you're probably never going to change. Shinsuke Nakamura, the U.S. champion, representing SmackDown, versus Seth freaking Rollins, the Intercontinental Champion, representing Raw. I really expected Dean to ruin this match. I'm glad they let it play out, though. I'm kind of glad they let it be a full match on its own. Because you got some stiff striking from Shinsuke. Almost like Seth was like, bring it. And Shinsuke's like, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if you want me to. Um, uh, at one point, uh, Seth leg-dropped Nakamura's head onto the ring apron. That was gross. Uh oh. Yeah, uh, Seth um, went go for one of his suicide dives, got caught by a kick. That was really cool. Um, then, but later on, Seth got to redo his dive, and he decided to do three, three suicide dives in a top rope clothesline. Like is insane. Like his his cardio is really good. Um, at one point, there was a super kick from hell on a sliding Nakamura, and like Nakamura slipped a little bit, and Seth's kick really looked like it really laid him out. Um, at one point, Seth did a superplex in the Falcon Arrow. That wasn't the end. Uh, every time I see him do those moves I, or come off the top rope, I feel like he's going to break a knee, <laughs> tear a knee, whatever. Um, but uh, there was a Kinshasa reversed into a ripcord knee by Rollins. That was actually kind of a cool reversal. And uh, Nakamura avoided a frog splash, got the Kinshasa, and uh, Seth Rollins and Nakamura kept reversing strikes over and over until Seth finally came up with the upper hand, got his stomp, got the pin, and Seth Rollins got the win, and I gave this match a 4 out of 5. I, I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I really was hoping that Shinsuke would win this match. Um, I think that Shin, Shinsuke and Asuka both got buried. Yeah, they, they did. They did. And I don't think Charlotte should have beat Asuka. No, I don't. I don't. Um, and I don't think Shinsuke should have lost his match that night as well. Imagine if they could have had Oscar go undefeated to the Survivor Series and face an undefeated Ronda Rousey. That would have been an epic match. What a match. That would what have been awesome. What a match. What foresight it would take, though, to just think of your pay-per-views as four tentpole attractions. It's crazy, right? Uh, we're always told they, they book WrestleMania and they work backwards. I don't believe that. No, I don't I really believe either. they book week to week often, and it's frustrating. Yep. Um, the now, next back in the day, they probably booked. Oh yeah, but storytelling it, it, back then was done by one or two people. Now with a writing staff of twenty, it's like, well, is that really necessary? Because it's still just wrestling. Like you've got fans that come up with storylines for people that can last a long time, and they're really good. But these twenty writers that you pay that are not wrestling writers, it feels like they're just trying to go with emotions. And yep. Oh, this week this wasn't trending on Twitter, so let's drop it. Shut up. Just do your story. Let's bring back Freddie Prince Jr. Please. <laughs> Please do it. Um, the next match was the Authors of Pain with, oh. with Drake Maverick. God. God. Versus The Bar with The Big Show. Um, so this match was <laughs> this match was awful. AOP was doing their dominating thing early. Cesaro and Seamus... Came up with a dominating comeback, and uh, Sheamus was whooping ass. Then Drake Maverick tried to interfere. Big Show caught him. Drake Maverick pissed himself. The bar got attacked during the distraction. AOP won. I give this match like a two out of five, and only because for Drake Maverick pissed on himself. 
I, I love Big Show. I have been a Big Show fan for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. I love his comedy stuff. I do, too. Um, anytime, he, I mean, it was kind of morbid to see the whole Big Boss Man at his daddy's funeral with the Blues Brothers mobile. But, you know, I, I like what Big Show did. Um, I do not like the Authors of Pain in, nope. in the role that they're in now. There's no reason for them to have the belts. Um. Oh wow! There's. I, I read a tweet that was funny. It said, "Paul Ellering, what would his reaction be if you told him that you need that he needed to piss his pants to get his monster tag team over?" Because yes. Paul Ellering in NXT and Authors of Pain, they were dominant. They were believable and they were fun to watch to an extent. But they had really great tag teams to work with with the revival with. Um, with DIY and and different tag teams that they uh, uh they had to beat up, but what the hell? What a downgrade to go from Paul Ellering to Drake Maverick, yeah. and what a downgrade for Drake Maverick to go from the GM of Two Five Live to being the manager of AOP who pisses himself. <laughs> I don't understand any. Well, of well that's not the only controversy this match had. Enzo pulled his stunt. Did you did you see that as you watch this? Yeah. I have never seen a man get thrown out of an arena as fast as Enzo Amore got kicked out that night. Yep. Um, honestly. And you I, can't teach that. I would have gotten word to Big Show. Show, get him. Instead of having security do it. You mean the last ally that he had? Yeah, the last person who was in his corner because that was bullcrap. Very classy, Enzo, you jackass. Yeah, no one likes you. You weren't a good wrestler, neither was Big Cass, but combined, you guys were a really fun act, and I can't believe they both ruined it like that. Yeah, but you know, it's sad because Raw got this one. Yeah, Raw won this one as well. Yep, Raw keeps winning. I gave this match, I think it said already a 2 out of 5, yep. just because of the piss on stuff. Anyway, uh, the next match was great, but it wasn't Raw versus SmackDown. This was a Cruiserweight Championship match. Oh. Mustafa Ali versus Betty Murphy. All I wrote was, oh my god, amazing greatness, Buddy retains. Because this match had too many highlights for me to keep up with. You have to go watch this match. Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy, 5 out of 5. Great pacing uh, by both guys. Uh, the false finishes were believable. Uh, both of them got their shit in. It was a really good, high-quality pay-per-view match. Nothing that you would just see on 205 Live or Raw or SmackDown. It was a great... I'm glad Buddy Murphy retained, but I was really wanting yeah. Mustafa Ali to, to get the win. Would have been neat, yeah. Uh, but this match was... It, it's a five-star match. It was good from bell to bell. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that match was, was you know, that was uh, great. Then we go back to Survivor Series, of course, uh, with the men's match. Raw uh, had Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley versus SmackDown's Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, Miz, Rey Mysterio, and Shane McMahon. They're, uh, I guess he is their commissioner. Um, I guess it's a technical term for him. So this match was neat, but, man, talk about getting buried. Joe, in the beginning of the match, got knocked out, pinned by Claymore. I don't get it. Well, if you noticed in the clip, right before they went to the ring, Shane looked at Joe as he was sitting in the chair and said, are you sure you're feeling all right? So it makes me wonder if, like, maybe he had the flu or maybe something was going on that nobody is privy to. That's possible. Um, but then uh, Braun Strowman got elbowed through a table by Shane. What a highlight. Really cool. Uh, Finn and Miz uh, and Finn and Ray all tearing it up in the ring. Really neat. Uh, 619 Frog Splash. Ray eliminated Finn Balor. Uh, Lashley threw Ray around like nothing. Dolph Ziggler um, 
versus Jeff Hardy. At one point, Jeff got the twist of fate, but the swanton was blocked by the knees. Uh, always looks brutal when that happens for both guys, really. Uh, Shane back in, got the coast to coast. And and it was like, okay, well, that's really good. Now Miz got Lashley in and set Shane up again for another coast-to-coast. Coast. The so look on Shane's that, face was like, epic. He's, he's like, like oh, I'm so tired, <laughs> but I guess I'll do it. And he went up there, went for the second coast-to-coast, coast, and Strowman knocked him out of there with a huge clothesline. It was rough. It was rough. Um, Strowman then slammed and eliminated Jeff Hardy. Then he slammed and eliminated Ray. And Miz was now, uh, he threw Shane into Strowman, and um, Strowman was like, eh, all right. Well, he went after Miz, and Braun slammed to eliminate Miz. And Shane was like, all right, come on, let's do this. Bring it. Then he got, for his troubles, for Shane's troubles, he got drop kicked by a T-Rex, slammed <laughs> and eliminated. Raw one. Surprise, surprise. And they said, you're sole survivors at the end. At the end, with multiple people winning for Raw, they said Soul Survivors. They really need to look up the term Soul, soul. Survivor. <laughs> really cool match, but the storytelling was kind of shit again. It was three versus one at the end, and Raw has won three straight Survivor Series. It's not even fair. Raw's not that good of a show. I give a... I'm giving this... A half a star for every time Shane outdid everyone else in the match. So that's an elbow drop to the outside, a coast-to-coast, and a coast-to-coast getting clotheslined, and then taking that T-Rex bump. So, two out of five stars. (laughs) I'll give Shane this much. The man's crazy, but at least he does what he can. He's a fighting commissioner, I guess you could say. And he's old to be doing what he's doing. He's going to end up in a wheelchair... Like draws if he doesn't yeah, stop what he's doing. Yeah. That when Strowman, <laughs> wow, he, I've never seen a man crumple like that before. But Shane mm-hmm. crumpled. Yep. Wow. It was rough. Um, so Raw's still undefeated on the regular card, and then they have the one win on the pre-show. Now we move into Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Ooh. What a crazy match! Um, it was great back and forth to start. Um, you had a huge headshot to the bottom turnbuckle at one point. Uh, Charlotte slamming around, uh, slamming Ronda around. Ronda started bleeding bad thanks to an elbow to the mouth. That was really neat to see. <laughs> Charlotte swinging that elbow and then all of a sudden busting Ronda on the inside of the mouth. Um, then Ronda started getting her arm bars all around, uh, but Charlotte kept like maneuvering out of them or maneuvering to the ropes or whatever. And um, they just kept teasing the arm bars. Uh, well, Charlotte went for the moonsault, but then she got she caught some boots. She caught some feet instead of catching them hands. Uh, Rousey got pumped up and then took a huge spear, hardest spear I've ever seen Charlotte give. So it's really neat to see the women really stepping up their spear game. Um, there was an armbar reverse into a figure four, which was crazy to see. But they rolled out of the ring to break it up. Rousey started punching Charlotte. Then Charlotte was like, let me show you what actually hurts in WWE. And then she started doing the flare chops. And nothing. those punches are nothing compared to a flare chop. Then flare was the only outside. Got back in the ring just to roll back out just to break the camp. Really didn't know what was going on with her. Rousey went out there to really run her down. And then she got the shit kicked out of her with kendo sticks. <laughs> 
A kendo beat down. And then huge chair shots. Then a natural selection. The brutality was amazing to see. I loved this match if I count the post-match antics. I give this a 4 out of 5. You know, I gave this one a 5. Um, watching the match, seeing Ronda busted open, it's the first time I've seen a flare match where the flare wasn't the one bleed, bleeding. Yeah, yeah, that's neat. Yeah. Um, I just, and the chops. Oh, uh, my God. Ronda's chest looked like a hamburger meat. It did. Um, Ronda, th- Ronda really tried. She really tried hard in this match. I, I was impressed with what she's learned so far and how she was handling Charlotte. I thought Charlotte brought everything to the table. And then when the kendo sticks and the chairs started coming out, it's like, oh, Jesus, Joe, baddest woman in the, on the planet, my ass, Charlotte just handed it to you. And, and to be fair, when that started happening, I stood up and I said, oh, forgot to introduce ourselves. Welcome to the WWE because you have yet to really be inducted yet. So, whereas a lot of girls go through years of training, wrestling, or at least a couple years in NXT, Ronda shot straight to the main roster. Even her buddy that's been wrestling for eight years professionally, Shayna Baszler, had to go to NXT first. She got rocket strapped to go straight to the main roster because of her star power. Well, this is what you get. You're going to get this kind of induction. And I feel like that's what it was. I feel like maybe Ronda said, give me your worst. And Charlotte said, you don't know what my worst is. She knows now. She knows now. Oh, oh, the next night on Raw, she was beat up. She, oh, dude, Charlotte just beat that ass all over the place. I got to tell you something. The look on Charlotte's face. Yeah, she played crazy to a team. Oh, and to hear the crowd say, thank you, Charlotte. That was kind of shitty. It was. I didn't like that at all. It was. It's like, okay, why are you thanking her? Are you thanking her showing Ronda that, okay, you may be the women's champ on Raw, but you are not this caliber? If people were so SmackDown influenced on that show, they would have been booing the whole night every time Raw won. But they weren't. I think that they, the the star power of Ronda just started rubbing people the wrong way. And they were in a town that just did not appreciate Ronda and her what she was. But it's just like, look at Raw's women's roster. The only other woman that I would say deserves to be women's champion that's close to that push right now is Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot, yeah. Honestly. To yep. be fair, I mean Bailey and Sasha, of course, but they're kept so down low you never even see them. Yep. But anyway, the match was, whoo man, they put in some effort, and uh, I really, I have a lot of respect for Ronda now because it's not like Charlotte just beat her at like it. Ronda went in knowing she was going to take that whooping, take yeah. that ass woman, and she took it. And kept taking it. And I've seen wrestlers who start getting hit like that and they knock away the weapons and then it stops. She never knocked away a weapon nope. and it kept coming to her. I've, she's I've, she's risen on the respect charts with me as well. And I just, both of these ladies beat the crap out of each other. I just thought it was comical that she was the one that got busted open and it wasn't Charlotte. Yeah, that was neat. That was neat. Oh, man. Ronda looked so bad on Monday Night Raw the next night. All those bruises, I wanted to start a charity just for her. <laughs> Like it looks brutal. It was so bad. Let's do a GoFundMe for the brutal beating. Yeah. We need some cops in here. Gotta figure out what's happening. That shouldn't have been legal. But then we go to the next match, which was Dana Bryan, the newly crowned SmackDown men's champion versus Brock Lesnar, the Raw men's champion, the champ versus the Universal champ, respectively. Uh, I never wanted to see this. 
I wrote that. That's my first note. Never wanted to see this. Give me AJ. Like, you can tell I'm kind of an AJ Styles fan when that's the first note I wrote before anything else happened. But Dan Bryan ran away early, and it was kind of weird. It became Suplex City once Brock got his hands on him. Then F5s all the way around, which really made Braun look like a punk because Bryan's so much smaller, yet he's taking these moves and still getting out, kicking yeah. out. Like, all right, Braun, what's your damage, Mark? Why are you not able to perform? Like, I don't get it. Um, uh, the ref was knocked down, then Brian low-blowed Brock, and that's what started the comeback, and that's where I had a real problem with it. Because I'm like, you just... shinsuke him. Yeah, you should, first off, Shinsuke used that as a four-month crutch. I don't need to see any more balls getting hit by forearms. <laughs> it's not my fetish. I don't need it in my life. Stop it. Road dog, I get it. That's your favorite thing in the world, but you gotta stop booking shit like this because it's really frustrating. <laughs> it's really frustrating. I'm so pissed right now just thinking about it because I had to watch that with AJ and, and Shinsuke so much. Even AJ, like, there's a lot of testicles touching forearms <laughs> on the SmackDown Live roster. Like, it's really concerning actually now. Balls in your court. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Road dog where he he only hit people with forearms too. You ever notice that back in his matches? Like he hit people with forearms. I mean, I guess that's safe, but now I really know what you what you like. Now I really know what you like. Road dog Jesse James. Brian G. James, whatever your name is. Um anyway, so we moved over. Uh of course, you know, the low blow, the forearm to the nutsack, uh got Daniel Bryan a little bit of, of like you know, leeway in, in the comeback area. But then he really started, like, really going after Brock. And it was kind of surprising to see them let him get some stuff in. Uh, Brock, at one point, got back at it, but he hit himself with steps <laughs> on the outside. God dang it. <laughs> and then Daniel Bryan hit that running knee to the corner, but Brock kicked out. Then he got the yes lack. Uh, lock, but Daniel had to punch Brock to keep it in. He just kept punching Brock. I was like, what the hell? He's going to beat your ass. And then he got up and he did. Uh, Lesnar reversed a triangle into an F5 and got the win. Brock Lesnar won. The match actually gave a 3.5 out of 5 um, because of the little bit of comeback mounted. Uh, it wasn't as competitive as Brock versus AJ last year, and the storytelling was a little bit annoying because of the low blow, but whatever. Daniel's little heel turn. It's weird. It, it's, yeah, it's not, it doesn't set right with me for some reason. It feels unnatural. And the way that he was looking at Braun when the match first started. Looked and the like way, Sable looks at him. Yeah, yeah. And he was staring him down after the match was over with. And Braun, you, the, he had that look on the face of his face like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, Daniel, you got a beautiful wife at home. Calm down looking at Brock that way. He's got two children in the title fight in UFC coming up. <laughs> he doesn't need any raping. I mean, so many people said this was a good match, and I get it, but to me, it was like, nah, okay. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5, which is, I'm being very beneficial because I still like Daniel Bryan, and I like Brock Lesnar. I like Brock so much, I own two Brock Lesnar t-shirts from when he came back. This isn't even the old school Brock Lesnar. These are two recent Brock Lesnar t-shirts. I'm a sucker for any shirt that says Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, any wrestler that gets those custom shirts where it says the city, I'm like, yeah, because then it's like, yeah, I went to this show, and I have proof to show everyone, listen, I paid $20 for a ticket to go see wrestling. Here's my proof. <laughs> this is my receipt. Check it. Um, but anyway, uh, so that was that was our main event. Now, Survivor Series as a whole, what would you grade it? 
Overall, I gave it a three. Yeah. Uh, some of it was good. Some of it wasn't. I mean, the best match, in my opinion, was Charlotte uh, and and Ronda. My favorite is Cruiserweight. And yeah. uh, that, oh, that, it was Which so close. Which doesn't really count because there's no brain versus brain. Yeah, it's no, it was just thrown it's like there. an actual really kick-ass match right in the middle of this crap fest. Yeah. Um, that should have been your main event right yeah, there. Yeah, Cruiserweight. Um and the tag team match was really good. The 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 the, the kickoff the show, yeah. it was it was freaking amazing. And you know, I get it. Raw's gonna win because it's Vince's show and it's the flagship thing. You know what? Screw that. You've got better talent, better storylines, and better performers on SmackDown. Papa John's. <laughs> That's where we're going. I'm hungry, so. It's- Better ingredients, better wrestlers, Papa John's. Bam, kick it up a notch. I, I don't know, man. I just... Uh. I gave it a three as well. I understand the frustration. Survivor Series is always so gimmicky that it frustrates me as well, though. The the five on five, but everyone's getting beat with like one move. I'm like, you're a former... Like, what? what? Like, I've watched Randy Orton go down, but this is a basic move. I'm like, you're, you're a 13-time world champion. You just got knocked out because someone tickled you a little too hard. Like, it's stupid. I felt bad for Joe. I mean, granted, we don't know if there's something going on behind the scenes, but to bury him that fast? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Samoa Joe. He just came off this massive uh, storyline with yeah. AJ, and now it's like, meh. Yeah. So, like, all the when Joe came out to trash talk Jeff Hardy recently, all Jeff had to say was, you know, I'm just going to learn how to do the Claymore. <laughs> I guess that'll beat you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Joe, Jeff Hardy, the most unprotected uh, wrestler ever, because they just let him lose every match ever. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, we gave Survivor Series a three out of five. Now let's move on to something we like to do whenever we review a pay per view. Sometimes it's too early; you don't all know all the matches. But uh, right now, we know pretty good amount of the matches on the card for. TLC. I think WWE forgot what TLC stands for. It stands for Tables, Ladders, and Chairs because last year's TLC had a TLC match and it wasn't even for a title so there's no reason to use a ladder. It was the Miz and Kane and Braun and whoever, Dolph or whatever it was, versus the Shield. And then Roman got sick because he was making out with Bray Wyatt and uh, Roman Reigns had to be replaced by Kurt Angle, which accidentally gave us our best match of the year last year, Finn Balor, the Demon, versus the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. And uh, th- that was really cool. But the the Kurt with the Shield thing, that was neat. And they found ways to use TLNC. Uh, but uh, it wasn't an actual TLC match. TLC match should mean you're climbing the ladder to get to a title. Rolls, why are you climbing a ladder? Yep. Like, whenever I'm in a fight with someone, I'm not... My, now, never in my head am I thinking... Let me climb this ladder and jump on the guy instead of punching him. Like it's it's one of those things about pro wrestling that kind of annoys me. Like if you're going to use a ladder, if you're going to put yourself at that much risk where you could fall and never walk again, you better be going for something that matters. That's not for a cool move like Jeff Hardy would do. I already get it. Jeff Hardy's brain damaged. But most wrestlers <laughs> should be going for a title. Yep. Especially if it's a wrestler like The Miz or Seth Rollins in the match. I mean, even with Edge and Christian, when when they were doing their TLC matches, there was either a championship title on the line, or Terry. tag team titles on the line. Or Terry Reynolds. Or, or Terry Reynolds. I'll climb a ladder for that. <laughs> or Terry Reynolds' daughter. Hello. Sorry, Goldie. Sorry. Um, so we'll go over the TLC preview, starting with the top 
dog, because Brock doesn't show up to this one, the WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan defending his championship against AJ Styles in the rematch. Glenn, who you got? I'm going to go AJ. I'm going to go Daniel Bryan. I would love it to be AJ. My heart wants it to be AJ, but I don't know if Daniel Bryan's run's going to be this short unless they truly are just trying to punish him. Yeah. Which I would love because I like AJ more than Daniel, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that. Sorry, not sorry. The Intercontinental Championship will be in the line when Seth Rollins defends his Intercontinental Championship against his former best friend and the guy that really ruined the uh, the memory of the Shield, Dean Ambrose. Who you got, Glenn? Dean. I got Dean, and uh, I think it's going to be a cool match. I don't like how far they're going with some of Dean's his uh, dialogue. Yeah. I don't like them bringing up Roman's leukemia. And it makes me... I have this weird thing in the back of my head that's saying Roman's leukemia is a work. And I don't want it to be. But I... Like, what made me... And I know this is stupid. But even The Rock didn't issue a public thing about Roman having it and it made me think well he doesn't want to be associated with this because he knows it's not real like there's a really paranoid part of my brain has that feeling like maybe it's not like real I've, I've I had that same thought too because out of everybody who sent him well wishes and you got you know, the Usos you know did at Survivor Series did the whole yeah jerking off their arm the Superman punch indicator thinger and it's really weird because it's he doesn't he, we have we don't deserve the transparency. He is not he should not be forced to give us this journey with cameras through his treatment if it's going on. But it still does with it makes me think Vince is so desperate for people to like Roman Reigns that he'll fake leukemia diagnosis and have Roman beat leukemia in quotations just to get Roman Reigns over. And I've seen Vince stoop pretty low but that would be the lowest yeah and i really don't want it to be true but i can't help that part of my brain that thinks it and with them using this as a storyline thing it just adds to that weird part of my brain that is starting to grow now because they're using this dialogue like dean saying roman's getting what he deserves no no way would i say that shit about my best friend or worst enemy i mean that's just worst enemy really but cancer sucks yeah i know so that's it's weird not to go off on that tangent, but I do think that Dean Ambrose will win. Now, Ronda Rousey will be defending her Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax. The face breakers are calling her because she doesn't know how to do a working, or a, yeah, a working punch. punch. So, um, I got Ronda Rousey quick and easy. Oh, yeah, Ronda. Yeah. I, I want Ronda to make her tap so quick. I want Ronda to break her arm. I would love it. Like, legit break her arm. Grab like, out a chair, smash her fingers. Yeah, do something. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch defending her title against Charlotte Flair and Asuka in a TLC match. Luckily, we actually get a TLC match, so this will be cool. And I think Asuka will win. You know, I hope Asuka wins. I think that this will be a perfect transition for her. Uh, but with seeing the links to what Charlotte went to at Survivor Series, it doesn't surprise me if she would stoop that low in this match against Asuka and Becky. Yeah. And now there's one match that may be on hiatus because Braun Strowman has an injury with his elbow. He got surgery. It's supposed to be Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin in a TLC match. However, it looks like Braun Strowman may not be able to wrestle in it. We're going to do two predictions. Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin, if it happens. And then there's the rumor. 
Now, if it's Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin, I got Braun Strowman all day. Yeah. Now, there's a rumor that Bray Wyatt will be taking his place to take on Baron Corbin. And even then, I got Baron Corbin losing all day. Every day. Um, and there's two rumored matches to be happening uh, per CBS's rumored card. Uh, we may see the SmackDown Tag Team Championships being defended by The Bar versus The Usos. If that match were to happen... I think the Usos so, would win those tag team titles back. Yeah, I do too. Because that sets up a new feud with possibly New Day. But I don't know. The way the Usos and New Day have been getting along lately. Shit. It could set up a thing with the club. Gallows and Anderson. Like with anybody. Really. Yeah. Like really I would could. love to see the club go after the uh, tag I'd titles. I'd love for them to get the tag titles. I'd love for AJ to turn heel and use the club to become champ again. Whatever. I'm Ooh. just wishing. I'm just wishing. I'm just wishing. I would actually, I actually would have loved it if the club came down to the ring to help Daniel Bryan beat AJ. That's how I wanted Daniel Bryan to take over the club and turn on AJ. That's what oh. I really wanted to happen. But it's already passed, so I shouldn't get excited about it. But I really wanted that to happen. But I feel like if they run out of tricks for Daniel Bryan, like if they're tired of his forearm touching ball sacks and dickheads, um, I feel like <laughs> that they should totally let him lead the club because he's tiny. But the club are mean motherfuckers. They'll beat asses. Yeah, they will. The other rumored, and the final match we're going to go over, the other rumored match on the card, the Raw Tag Team Championships being defended by AOP against Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. I think they have tried everything under the sun to make us like AOP, all of which, none of it's good, and we don't like AOP. So you could transition to Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. However, if you want to extend them losing... Just getting close, then bring Jason Jordan in to help Chad Gable and Bobby Roode step aside, like faking injury, then he's the manager, then he gets jealous when he comes back injury-free and Jason Jordan isn't going to step aside. and They could do some really cool stuff. So I think that the AOP wins this one, but I think Chad Gable and Jason Jordan do become champs later. I could see them getting back together because I don't know what they're going to do with Jason Jordan. I mean, well, he's backstage at Raw because when Roman left, when he yeah. announced his leukemia, he walked past Jason Jordan. And I was like, oh, Kurt's son's there. This is interesting. Kurt's yeah. son, don't forget, guys, never forget. Um, but anyway, that is our predictions for TLC, and that was our reviews for the women, the men, and the SmackDown versus Raw. So thank you for listening all the way through to now. We truly appreciate it. We hopefully will be doing this more frequently with stuff like State of the Strap and other episodes. We also will will never be posting back to the Take the Studios podcast family. So if you have supported that, thank you so much. Be sure now to share our new show, The Smart Mark Show. Be be sure to share it, subscribe to it, comment on it if you like it. And hopefully we'll be launching on all the same platforms that our video game podcast moved on to as well. Thank you all for listening. You can find us collectively at Take The Studios on all social media. Glenn, where can they find you? Uh, At JokerHaHaHa79. And you can find me at SYCO1316. We will see you next time.